government officials insist that this is an isolated incident. Yes, And welcome back to Outpatient. It is, what's today? The 1st of December. 1st of December. A lot of uh, cool stuff going on in the mental health uh, world. A lot of cool news. A lot of cool news that I'm going to go over today. Probably like, I mean, there's like five articles that I picked out uh, because they had to do with um, some current stuff. And I'm going to be on my computer for some during this because I'm going to be reading um, some word-for-word stuff and then also just looking at this in general. So uh, if you need to, bear with me. And uh, Okay, good. Here we go. So thanks for tuning in again this week. I'm excited to get into this. Um, one of the big stories is, well, before we go to the big story, one of the big topics right now, as everyone knows is, and I'm not going to talk, I'm going to, I think it's good maybe talk on some of this stuff in general first, um, is, uh, social media, um, and news. So as we're going into this new age of 2022, we all learned in the past, I don't even know how long. For those of you who are listening and are over the age of 30, um, you probably grew up in a time where um, you you didn't have a phone or email or anything with the internet uh, if you're over the age 30 pretty much. I mean... I would say probably 30. And then if you're over the age of 35, um, it probably impacted you a good deal because that was right when basically I think you were probably in high school at that point. But I remember going, I remember being in school. I think I was maybe, I remember being like 15, let's say. Say it was probably um, sophomore year, maybe freshman year. Um, where you would go, like my dad would drop, I was living with my dad at the time. He would drop me off. He'd say like, it'd be Friday night. Like, dad, I want to go to the, to the movies with my friends. And he'd be like, okay, well, I'll drop you off. I didn't have a car at the time. So I must've been, I must've been 14 or 15. Maybe I was a freshman, right? Uh, I'll drop you off. Um, and, um, at first I had nothing. So drop you off and I'll pick you up right after the movie. Okay. So be out here. After the movie, don't be late, and I'll pick you up. If you're late, then we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have to figure. We're gonna talk about that, right? Why were you late? All this stuff. Um, so that was first. Then they came out with um, pagers. Uh, I mean, they had cell phones in cars when I was a little kid. You had to have a you could have a car phone, um, but they came out with um, like Nokia phones, and they had pagers first where I would actually go to a phone booth that was outside of the movie theater. And as soon as the movie got out, I would call my dad or he would page me uh, or I'd page him. Like he had a pager too. He would say like, page me as soon as you get out of the movie. So I'd page him. I'd call from the, 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 I would page him from the 
um, the phone booth and he would come and pick me up. And, um, I mean, thank God. I mean, he, he, he was willing to drive me there and pick me up. I mean, he was always on time. Uh, he let me know, um, you know, that was the best way to get was our system that we had worked out. That was a system that we had worked out. It worked well. Um, and then obviously a couple years later, uh, there was no, there was a, there was all kinds of, you know, cell phones were coming out. Um, but it would, that it, the first ones were like the Nokia phones. They're like a, uh, like a block. Let me see if I can pull one up for reference while I'm talking. Yeah. Nokia first phone. Oh, my laptop is so far away from me. Yeah, I mean, or you can get them for 15 bucks right now on eBay. I mean, these phones, oh yeah, I remember there's two different kinds. I mean, these were these were so these might have been the best phones that were ever made. I'm not I mean, these there were there was during this era of cell phones my here's what I'll say. This all has to do with excuse me, I have hiccups today. All has to do with this era of self of of everything we're going to talk to, to with you. What we're going to talk about today with you. So, very simply, they had a battery you put on the back, and you would charge it, and you would use it. These phones could do uh, calls, and you could. There was a couple menus and stuff like that for settings and for timers and a few little tiny things, a tiny screen that you, you looked at so you knew what you were dialing. You could use like redial and star 67 or star 69, whatever it was. And, uh, and you, and there was uh, letters on the, on the number. So you could do some sort of texting. I think you could do texting on these, but the point was that the whole, but that's kind of where texting on cell phones kind of started. And to me, that was the biggest downfall of our entire society. So the downfall of our society was texting. And I'm going to go more into that. But uh, phone calls were enough. Like if you could just send phone calls and um, just live your life, you you would have, our whole society would be very, very, very different right now. Once we got into texting, we lost all, most of our, I would say most of our, humanity and communication skills and everything like that because now people are like 95% on text. I mean, you all know this and it's uh, we've lost a huge communication of what we're really doing here. And, 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 you know, you know, as far as dating goes and talking to girls or talking to somebody, it's, um, uh, it's a whole, it's a whole different ball game. And I'm um, sorry, somebody's texting me. And what happens is, <clears throat> we'll go into that too. Uh, we're pushing things back as we talk about them because a lot of stuff that's coming by. But, you know, the Nokia phone, very cool phone. It had a little antenna at the top. It was very, I mean, easily as carry-aroundable as, as the cell phones are now. Um, it, it was very bulky. You didn't need to have a case that went over it. So the money you spent on the phone was enough. It wasn't uh, $500. It wasn't uh, $1,000. You didn't need to carry around some special thing with it. It was just, that's the phone. You turn it on, you dial numbers, you call people. And that made everybody happy back then. Everyone was happy with this phone. 
Okay. Now, the, here's where the next model comes out. Yeah, the voicemail too. You don't understand. You used to have to call a number to get your voicemails. And, and people that are listening that are older than me, they're going to know, they're going to be like, yeah, I remember that. But anybody who's my age or younger, um, they're going to be like, yeah, this is how, you know, it's it's, it's going to be different, right? We, we, all, well, we all had our point of the technology, but I'm going to say that I remember, because I'm 38, I remember, and a lot of my stuff comes from thinking about my dad doing business and talking on his phone. And then eventually when I was growing up and I understood things more, you know, what I would be doing. But I remember you had to call a number to get your voicemail. I'm just talking from, I'm from like the, not from like the house phone, but when, when cell phones were there, you had to like dial a number to get your, your voicemails. And you could only talk, like talking time was so expensive. You had to talk after nine o'clock. And I really want to talk to somebody else about this. But in the meantime, um, and then also, then you had a voicemail button that was on the Nokia, and then you could click that, and it would take you straight to your voicemail. It was still a separate thing. It wasn't like, here's where all my voicemails are stored uh, in my phone. It was like, no, you had to call that voicemail and uh, and then get to it. So this newer Nokia came out, and it just didn't have the... Um, it was pretty much the same thing, obviously going to be better. didn't have the little antenna at the top, just a little cooler version of it. Um um, okay, let me go back. And I also had a sick, after the Matrix came out, they had this phone where it, it didn't do what the Matrix phone did, where the Matrix phone was like a phone and you click the side and the bottom would just kind of slide out and give you more, give you an access panel to the, the, the numbers. The panel was covering it and when you clicked it, it would push up it. Mine was a foldover and it was a, a flip phone. Uh, but not the flip phone that everyone had. That's a different one. I had that one too, but, uh, it was like a slim, was it the razor? Um, the razor slip, there was also, I think a Nokia flip, flip phone. The razor flip phone was definitely very cool. This one was cool because you could record conversations on your phone, like back and forth. You just press the button and you would record the whole conversation. It would like store it in the phone. It was like a cool phone that like just was off. It was like silver and um, just an off-brand or something like that I happened to find. And um, it would pop, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was a flip, uh, but uh, the way that it did it uh, flipped up, and, and it was just totally different. I don't know. It was really cool. So there was a point in time um, that obviously it was inevitable that we would keep making better technology and it would get the way it was, but I really do think that when we split off from well, because of the texting technology, and obviously we say, oh, it's there, but we, we use it secondary. Why? I mean, I pose a question. I really do. Why and how did texting become not secondary, but first, primary? How did texting become primary? I just don't get that. I mean, think about that for a little while. I, I mean, think about that. That's, it was fun. Originally we did it because it was fun because you could, you could text like 911 to somebody's, um, you could text a code to somebody's beeper. I mean, I remember the beepers were cool because they were small and you could put them on your waistband and you could put them in your pocket and they look cool. You could look like a drug dealer or you could look like a rapper or you could look like a white boy. You could look, you could look all these different ways. 
but it was like it was cool it was just like someone would send you a code meaning this would this is what this mean this code means like get home now or time for dinner or whatever the code that you decided that and that was kind of a neat thing but it wasn't like full sentences or even words really and then i guess eventually they did end up doing words at some point you could like page somebody from your cell phone a text to their you know page or a certain amount of words or word and they could read it but they couldn't really page you back unless they had like numbers and letters on theirs like that's where you started getting into this whole thing and that's when it started going to cell phones being with letter letters and stuff with the blackberry and and people trying to and texting words on their nokia i remember it um because it was just a fun thing to do it was new and different but what happened was like it, our society went shy. We, we, as a society, I believe, went into the, the, we took the direction of becoming less social. All of us, not all, but a lot of us decided, hey, I have an option to call somebody, but I'm going to text them instead. And it, 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 it wasn't out of convenience. It was harder to text than it was to call. Way harder. It still is. I mean, well, now you can just pop it on there, boom, boom, boom. But the truth is, you know, well, hold on. Let's stay with there with that back in time first. Back then, way easier to call than text, right? We still decided to do texting. We had more calls. But before we had texting, calls were really were just fine. It worked very well. It was a cool cell phone. Obviously, you had to be careful about how much time you spent on it because it was expensive, except for if you had the plan where it was free from like before nine and after nine and you could talk your ass off. Um, then came a time during where you could allow text. Eventually they started coming with better phones and phones that had better te texting technology. And that became the norm. And I think that Facebook didn't help with that. The IM messenger didn't help with that. Smartphones didn't help with that. They all were going in that direction. I think people were just as happy to do it. And I really do believe, if you're listening and you believe it too, I mean, just think about, I really do believe that texting is what is a big problem today and also, you know, started then and just never stopped. And, and, and we were all part of it, including me. And uh, I think it's an addiction. I think it's a way to um, to not face your fears of talking to somebody on the phone if that's what you have a fear of, or now that it's not part of society's norm to call somebody. It's like, wait, why are you calling me? Like, oh my shit. Um, I think that's a problem, uh, an issue. It's something to look into. Something to think. Hey, is this going to work for the future? We have so there's okay, okay. And here's I'll bring it back forward. So nowadays, right? Texting, right? We do it all the time. No big deal, right? Well, I do online dating. Um, so I have apps. You know, I've got an app I use. It and we. So you text in the app, right? You message, just like texting, and then you message. It, I'll tell you right now. Before a date, nine. Let's say, and I'm just saying, you can ch choose what, what you decide to do, but 75% of your communication before you even meet these person people in person is texting, messaging, and then texting. So you're not even talking to someone before you even set up a date. So you may see, you're going to see a few pictures of them. They don't want to, first of all, they never, girls never give their number out. 
Um, at this point, guys, you shouldn't even give your number out too. There's so much spam people out there. Girls are afraid that guys are going to stalk them. Guys are afraid they're going to get spammed by um, hookers and spam and all this shit that are on the dating site because there's plenty of those. And so, you know, so then people stay on the site because of how messed up our society is right now. And uh, they message on there. Uh, but the thing is, when you are, when you have met the person and you're cool with them, you should definitely exchange phone numbers and then you should talk to each other on the phone, like as much as possible, meaning as opposed to text. So anytime you were going to text somebody, either don't text them or call them instead. Because I think that's the only way to literally get better at communicating with the opposite sex. Um, and I think it makes, I think it really helps like connections and human beings more. And I know that a lot of people have heard this for a long time. It's nothing new, but I think it's time that we start doing it, man. Um, I need to do it too. I need to, I need to do more and more calling, calling, Hey, this is, you know, if again, if I'm dating somebody and, uh, or if I'm, I mean, you know, if I meet somebody on this, this app thing, or, um, if somebody gives me their number, if I get the girl's number, I'm not gonna, I need to say, let me call her. Hey, you know, this is so-and-so we met here and, you know, wanted to ask you out and see if you're available this day or night or whatever, uh, instead of a text, um, which a text can be easily done and it can, you can have a successful, uh, date and, uh, with a text, but, um, I think if we get back to that, first of all, it's going to be hard to get there. But if you get back there, then that will become the norm again. Hopefully, I don't know if that'll ever become the norm again. I shouldn't even say that. What I mean is, well, I hope it does though, because talking is so much easier. And again, what we do miss through text is a lot. Um, I'm sure I don't have to explain, but I think that there's so I've I've been involved in so many. Um, not fights, fights isn't the right word for it, but uh, arguments uh, with women because I'm talking about dating uh, because the words that I was saying didn't, um, when they heard it, they're like, oh no, you didn't. They wanted to fight, right? They're like, I'm like, no, that's not what I meant by that. Like, I think you're reading that wrong. Like, I meant something completely nice and you're taking it as something completely different because you have no context you have no, um, you don't know how I'm saying it, like all that, all that's going to be missing. So you just save yourself such a heartache. Um, and, and women too, please help with this. Look, say, call me if guys texting you, um, if you're texting and, and you, you, you know, if you can, don't, if you're not at work, you know, and you can't talk again, just say, call me because it's so much easier too. And girls love to text. They're text freaks. You know, you are. Your girls are text freaks and you know exactly what you're doing. Your, your fingers are a thousand miles a minute and, and all that. So, um, if you need to get guys on board, then, then you, and you tell them they'll do it. They'll call you. I mean, that's not going to be a problem. Um, I think both, both people need to really kind of, you know, hopefully do that. Uh, and even if you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend, like I remember when I was in a relationship, Sometimes, you know, she was texting more than I, than I would like her to call. Like, just call me. I want to hear your voice during the day. I don't want to um, just get a, because I get a text from my girl, um, my ex-girl being like, um, like when we were together, uh, be like, hey, um, 
hey, can you pick up some milk at the store on the way home from work? This is just very generic. Um, and this, don't forget about this, that. Now, that's totally fine. Like that works, right? That that doesn't get taken out of context that much uh, or it'd be maybe not even at all. But the, the point is like, I would have loved to hear her voice call me and say, hey, you know, hey, sweetie, whatever. I'm just using examples. I uh, hope you had a good day, you know, talk for a minute and a minute. Can you pick up um, this on the way home from work? Uh, and, and this, that, and the other. Okay, see, I'll, I'll see you later. You know, maybe even a little, I love you on the way out, um, depending on your relationship. So it's it's just a, that, t- now let me think, now let's take those two examples. Example A, the texting versus example B, the talking. I mean, which one of those made you feel like a human being, like you were connecting with somebody, felt warm and welcoming and just felt nice. And after you got off the phone, it was like, oh man, that was, that was nice. I can do that. Um, so just, just, I hope that sinks in. It's important. I think it really, that, that we're, we're really missing that. And I'm sure there's tons of people out there that do this, but it seems the narrative that I've heard or what I'm hearing is that, you know, in the underground is that texting is not the underground, but Whatever it may be, um, texting is a big part of it. So, excuse me, this all leads in to the social media um, aspect of everything. Obviously, social media has to do all with text. Um, content is, with the video content, It's it's been brought to like a TikTok level where you have things that are very quickly, it's hard to catch on what's going on unless you're, you're uh, hip to it. Um, they're, they're pretty funny. Um, they show them on YouTube. I watch a lot of YouTube. Um, you know, and I don't comment on anything. I don't have Facebook anymore. I think Facebook's a big joke. Uh, I think that that whole thing is, well, we can get into that too. Um, I know a lot of people that get affected by that. Um, now older people are really getting affected by it, which is even, which is so crazy. So when I was in college, my second year, I think, uh, Facebook came out. And it came out for only people that had a, a, a college. Uh, you could only sign into Facebook and create an account if you had a college email address. So it was only for college students. So that was how it started. And I remember that from day one. And I thought it was cool, obviously. Uh, you could do all this stuff and, and this, that, and the other. But quickly, quickly, even back then, within like a year's time, even if every time they added something new, it it did bring me back and everyone kind of back like, this is cool. Oh my God, let's talk about Facebook again. This is really cool. This is cool. So their, their kind of formula for Facebook, if you haven't been along each step of the way since the beginning, I can see how it gets, you can get very lost in it. But when you've seen it from the beginning for what it really is, which is just looking at other people and going, uh, you know, this is the Joneses. I got to keep up with the Joneses. Oh, my God. You know, it's like we're not meant to do that, first of all. And you can do whatever you want, but we're not meant to look at everybody else all the time and track people down and be friends with them online, which does nothing uh, and all this stuff. If you're again, we also have and this is another thing that they say we're on the subject is that, well, it helps you keep track of family and people that you want to be in touch with. I'm thinking, um, here's my thoughts. Let me be as nice as possible. Actually, hold on one second. I don't know who's calling me. 
Hold on. We're going to have to do a quick stop recording and get right back to that. Okay. Sorry for that break. We're back uh, without patient. <clears throat> the subject I was discussing Facebook in school when it first started, uh, the reasons for it, does it uh, help or hurt? Well, here's the thing. <clears throat> right now, it is not helping. Oh, I was also saying that that I'd seen it every sort of step of its way. Excuse me, since it, since it had started with having to have a college email, and every and as you and even I think a lot of people probably do notice this if you were getting it during that time when it first came out. If you're around my age. Um, it, uh, unless you were super obsessed with it, I mean, it, it quickly became, well, this is how many people I reached out to, uh, how many people I know. And, um, yep, these are my friends. Everyone was comparing how many friends they had. So that, that created a, 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 you know, competition. I mean, we all know this, no matter what we say about it and it has its uses, but one of the things that was big was let's see how many friends this person has. 14,000? Well, it didn't start that way. You know, you might say, let's say I had, I reached out to everyone I knew and everyone got back to me. People in high had a small high school, very small. So people in high school, let's just say 50 people responded. There's 50 friends. Uh, let's say 12 from college, 12 friends. And my friends from life, let's say another 12, whatever. Um, you know, let's just say hundred, hundred people, hundred people, my friends now, anything over, and that's, I think a pretty average, uh, unless you had a big high school and you're super popular in high school and super popular in college and then super popular in whatever, you know, you went whatever, whatever job you're in, then let's just give you another thousand instead of, instead of 300 or what I say, 100, let's give you a thousand. Okay. Now, if you have over a thousand friends on Facebook, something's fucking wrong with you. Now, I, this is the outpatient podcast. I'm, I'm, this is, I'm going to be honest on this one. We're going to talk and then we're going to go over the, the nice part that we say that we kind of figure this thing out. But what I'm saying is to be honest, if you have, like I said, I summed it up with a hundred. If you have a, th now you can reach out as many people as possible. So you can get as many friends and that's, but if you truly, if you're over that number, that's not an organic number. Like I gave you 300 for high school. I gave you 300 for college and I gave you 300 for your job. Plus another hundred for people, you know, just around, um, family. There you go. Forgot about that one. Bing bong. Um, so you're at a thousand, you're, you're at a thousand right there. I'm at a hundred, you're at a thousand. That's the most popular person. Thousand. Um, so anything over that of what you see, is is not even real, which is getting to the huge part about this whole Facebook fake fake Facebook fake Facebook thing, which is which means which basically it's nothing. It doesn't mean anything. First of all, if you have a hundred, you have a thousand, or you have ten thousand, most of it is you basically. I mean, looking at people's profiles, seeing their friends, seeing friends with theirs, making more friends there, messaging each other. Hey, have you been this, that, and the other? <clears throat> no, but what it is, if you got off of Facebook, if you never even did that, guess what? Your life would not be worse because you now, and again, 
someone presented this case that, well, it helps uh, people um, connect better and this, that, and the other. Uh, my point is like, if you have your friend's phone number, just call them. If you don't have it and you need it, get it and then call them. But you don't need to be connected with them on Facebook in order for anything to happen. It's a complete facade. And it's it's one that a lot of people are still on. A lot of people are still obsessed with. A lot of people are like super locked into and still actually believe in that it's it, that that are afraid to get off of it. Now it I was like that, I have to admit, for some time. But a long time ago I erased my Facebook, deleted all my shit. And was like, I'm never going back to this because it, uh, it just didn't, it was only taking away from my life. It was just so sucking in me into like looking at other people's lives, I guess, like comparing. I think that's like, it's a big part of it, the comparing and contrasting. I mean, why are you looking at, obviously we all know about Facebook. It's sickening. You're seeing their relationship status. You're seeing all of everything about somebody's life. We know how that we, we've seen the documentaries on it, but I'm here to say, if you're still on Facebook, get the fuck off of it and get the fuck off of it. Really, it's so bad for your mental health. I'm be honest with you. I'm just going to tell you. I can't, I'm not going to even give it a chance and say, well, if it works for you, I think it's a horrible thing for society. I think it's horrible for your privacy. I think it's horrible for your health, especially your mental health. I say get off of it. Delete your account immediately. Um, not only that, but they're a criminal organization. They take data from you and people from uh, your life that aren't even on there. They take, they, they, they do everything they can to inject privacy and they, every step of the way for every year that they've been around, they've done this and they've always said they're going to change it and they never have. And they've only gotten worse. Um, so I say, get off of it. I'll have a positive message by the end of this podcast, but right now um, I'm being a little bit harsher on today's outpatient because uh, it's just how I feel, man. I got to get it out there, get off of it. It's a toxic place. And I would say that for most of the social media. I wouldn't be on Twitter. Um, again, I use YouTube. I don't use comments on YouTube. I don't think that's a profile place. I don't, I don't, I, I watch videos. There's no, there's no, um, it's not a huge platform where you click in, you tell everybody what you're doing and everything, this, that, and the other. You don't put personal photos. It's like a, it's where I can watch any kind of videos. Um, Twitter, Twitter to me has always been a weird place where people are being really dramatic and stuff like that. I think it holds no real information. I think if, if if people think politicians have to get the information out to people using Twitter, I think that's a joke. Um, I think if you want to have a place where people need to get information from, have a healthcare, sorry, have a health, have a government website or a government app that everybody has to download, and that's where they get their uh, official news. So if you're trying to get your, uh, if they have a government app uh, or a government website where you go to it and you say. And they have, they want to have a news, they run a, somebody in the government, each branch wants to release the news. So if uh, President Biden has a statement to make and he was going to make it on Twitter, well then instead of putting it on Twitter, put it on the government website where you can't be, uh, where people, first of all, put it on the government website, make it a statement and definitely don't have comments on there because you're inviting bullshit. So... Again, it's a statement put out by the government, the president. I mean, people are going to comment on it in their in their lives, but they don't have to comment it online. Um, you know, you can comment, you can you can listen to it on the website and then comment on it on Twitter, but don't put it on Twitter. Twitter's not official, 
And when, it, when, when people think that Twitter is official for anything, it's not. It's a private place where you can make comments and shit. That's it. So if you are a government official, think about, well, yeah, I'm sure there's one listening to the show. Yeah, right. Okay. But just for everyone you're listening, like, we can make better things. Like, really use your brain here. Um, do you think it's difficult for them to, for you to go to the, the, the federal uh, website? Uh, which I'm sure no, look, I don't want, there shouldn't be a sign in by the way. Now, if you want to have the app on your phone or on the, you know, the website where you were, where basically where that the only reason for I to have it on my phone is that if I wanted to get news from the government officially, then um, it would, I could put the push notifications on whatever they allow and it would just send it to you. So for instance, if Joe Biden wanted to say, Hey everyone, happy Thanksgiving. Um, then it would pop up on your phone coming from that website. Hey, Biden says everything. Okay. No comments on it. <clears throat> you just, you hear it. Instead of going to Twitter and hearing them say happy Thanksgiving, you're hearing it from the official website. And that's how business should be done. That's your president. You don't get to go on Twitter. You don't get to go on here. You don't get to go on here because guess what? You forfeited that when you became president. You forfeited that when you became vice president. Anybody and everybody I'm talking about as far as presidents goes and, and, and even maybe even official offices. Um, they shouldn't almost shouldn't be allowed to comment on these things. Now, here's the other thing. That's one thing you could do. Now you can make that for, like I said, anybody in office. Um, this way it's like organized, right? So, and you can also turn off notifications for whoever you don't want to hear from too. But now if they want to say, well, here's our plan, Here's our plan for the bill of – here's our plan for uh, the strategy of which we're going to take care of the uh, pandemic, right? Because that's not proprietary – that's not information that has to be classified because of giving it to other countries. Things that can be transparent <coughs> with our government, hopefully a lot, that aren't going to be part of our um, safety or, or, or domestic um, – or sorry, our foreign safety or whatnot um, – can be, I think, would should be, and, and can easily be, uh, put in a um, made by what's the thing where you make a whole graph infographics. Infographics are extremely helpful, and they are very organized. And if you, th here's the thing: if 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 you think the government gives a fuck about you, and you're optimistic, like I am, about wanting to really make changes in politics and the government then things like this are going to have to be done to really do this. Now, there's corruption, ton of it. And there is laziness, and there's people that don't want to do your ideas, and there's some people that do want to do your ideas that are corrupt, that are lazy, and that may not be. So, I mean, again, this is just an idea. This is just me talking on a podcast, but infographics are huge. Um, as far as my knowledge, and I'll have somebody to tell me more better, we don't have any of that shit in our government. We don't have them saying like, hey, um, here's how our government is set up. Uh, obviously, you could take classes on that. But if, you, but if you're talking about the government being transparent, have the whole organizational chart. Have who's sitting in what position in office. Have all the calendar. Have a government calendar up there with all the events that are going on with the government. Here's the calendar, the official calendar. One official, one official of everything. Okay? Have the tabs on the top of your government page be calendar. Have it be people. Have it be 
uh, bios, if you want to put a bios under each person, but also the people could be like also their current things that they've said. So you wouldn't have one be pushed to you. If Biden said, you go to Biden and he'll say all the things that he said recently. So if he said, you know, uh, happy Thanksgiving, that's going to be his first one on the list and the rest are going to go down from there. Also, Biden can release an infographic. Hey, we just made this new infographic about how we're going to help with the Pandora, Pandora, the uh, um, pandemic. Here's our new plan. Well, put that on the fucking infographic and put it out to every single person that follows you on this platform. Put it on and then also put it in a place where you would put um, infographics, have a tab that says infographics or have a tab that says uh, charts or, um, you know, or and then put it on the news feed, have a news feed. I don't suggest, you know, to be honest with you, I don't know so much about a news feed, maybe call it timeline. That way people can see what's the latest going on right now that's there. Now, also in this, in this, this is most important. There will be no news coverage of events with people's opinions on them. If there's something being released into the timeline, I'm going to call it the timeline because that way people can go, hey, um, did you see the infographic that um, they just put up uh, on the, 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 the government site? Uh, no, I didn't. Oh, you should check it out. Um, well, how can I see it? Well, here's what you could do. They put it out on you know, November 27th. So just go look at that date. You can type that date in and it will pop up on the timeline. All the stuff from that date will pop up and you can slide through it or you can go to the timeline, slide through it to see November 22nd, 27th, and you can see everything on that date and we'll be there. Or you can go to, um, Biden's, uh, tweets and you can, t his, don't call him tweets, whatever the fuck, his, uh, you know, thoughts or his, his official statements, go to Biden's statements and, um, go to the date of the 27th. Cause I think that was it. And you'll see it there, um, you know, stuff like that. Or go to infographics and look for uh, the one named, um, you know, uh, the one named uh, pandemic, uh, you know, uh, defense. You know, so there's all these different um, ways that can be done. So it will be in several places uh, on the website. But again, it's extremely important that we're not having uh, a timeline like a Facebook post where it's just you're streaming through one billion pieces of data that are coming from anybody and everybody and including this is why it shouldn't be on there at all because you know you don't want Biden taking something from YouTube or Facebook or Twitter and posting it on this thing so this isn't what this is not what it's for this is official news coming only from them so if they have something they want to release like an infographic like saying something uh, it shouldn't automatically be put into the timeline, I don't think, because it, I, mean, I don't know if it should automatically, like if Biden says something, Kamala Harris says something, somebody else says something. I mean, there could be like 100 things said officially from the White House that day. Well, that might actually work well in the timeline, actually, because then you could just say on this day, what all do people say? OK, that can go on there. But what I'm saying is that what there can't be is anything that doesn't come from their cameras. So if they have footage of, for instance, the president's making a speech, that speech should be on there in the newsfeed or under speeches tab. They need to be in, but the newsfeed is just extra. Okay. And we're calling it the timeline. It needs extra. That just means the timeline. All right. So on the, um, the, under the tab labeled speeches. And if Biden also wants to say something officially, he could say, 
hey, go look at my speech under the speeches tab, and it could be a link to it. Or it could he could also have it right there saying, check out my new speech. Uh, but it will, all, it will also be chronologically um, um, official in the speeches tab. Now, here's where it's going to get tricky and really, really fun and really, really accountable, which is why, why they're not going to do it. Um, but this is where the trick gets tricky. So it'll be under speeches, and you'll be able to look it up by date and title. Um, so let's say, what's some of the president's speeches that he makes? The State of the Union. State of the Union address. Okay, so look up, so you'd go to speeches. Uh, you'd probably be able to pick by name, by date, uh, by title, any of those things, right? There'll be a great filter on there. Um, and then you go to it, click, boom, and it's yours. Now, this has got to be their footage. The, 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 they need to have their camera people. They need to have their own media, not media company. I shouldn't even call it that. Um, it's just coverage. It's just basic, straightforward news coverage uh, uh, or footage, news footage from their cameras with just the speeches, like things that are just very documentarian, not any kind of spin, not a reporter, not anything like that. Just him at the podium. They come up, say, listen, the president will be here a few minutes. That that all needs to be in there. That That's documenting them. It's putting them in a timeline. It's putting them under those people's names. So now... Now there's other going to be some other things that go up there. Uh, obviously, those speeches are prepared, so they're not going to say anything that's going to really hold, how to hold them accountable. Um, the parts that are going to get tricky <coughs> are, obviously, you can always go and look in the news and see people capturing things from asking people questions. But again, if you ha like I, have, I have to go to YouTube to look up news coverage of... Um, like if I want to see the reporters asking, um, what's her face about the president? Hey, you know, what is the president going to do about this? You said this. And she says, uh, uh, and she tries to give her best answer. Hmm. It's like the, the white house speaking to the press the press has questions. Well, they're going to have to pick and choose what kind of coverage that they're willing to put on the website. Like if that's an official White House job, job of the government, like that we're paying for, all the jobs, official outlets of the government that's to provide for us as you people who pay for them, all our, all the citizens. Well, guess what? Those all need to be little tabs on this website that I'm talking about. This website somebody needs to create that we all need to agree on. That needs to be there with transparency. And this is one that, um, again, these are very simple, basic ideas. Um, and I think owed to us. I really do. Um, they are, and that would be like, and that would just be called like press coverage. Uh, and again, when I say press, I mean like an official outlet. Like if the White House is supposed to speak to the press at every so many days, th then guess what? Then that coverage, which again is just the press asking questions and what's her face answering the questions for the president and, and everything like that. All of those should be logged and put onto the website. And you can go back any point in time and look at those. And yes, the, here's why, here's a part where the all the politicians are going to go, no, no way. No one's going to, they're going to try not to sign off on any of these ideas and why people should fight to get these put up there. Because of accountability, because they say lies all the time. All the time they lie to you. That's, that's, that's what they do. And, and, and it's not all of them, but there are a lot. 
And this holds them accountable because you could go back in time and say, but you said this then and you did this then. But more importantly, that's that's not the that's not the whole purpose of this. Obviously, a lot of the purpose of this is really about transparency. So people can go and see what's going on. Right now, you're going to every other news outlet in the world and every YouTube, this, that, to see what's going on. You're not getting any straightforward information, especially about the government and what's happening with our country. So instead, let me even go to like on here and let's see how good this is something I should have done in the beginning. Let's just see like what's the official like whitehouse.gov or something. I don't even know what the official website is for the government. And obviously .org.gov, I guess. Obviously at a city and a state level, it's gonna be different, but I'm talking about the federal. I just went to whitehouse.gov. Um, I definitely want to talk to somebody more about this and see how people kind of think about these different things and also ask them if they knew or know about where to go for like official news. And is there one spot? We really, it has to be uniform. It has to be one place. This one place can branch out branches of it, but mm, if we're all not looking at the same place, then we're already we are already in the wrong spot because we can't agree on our sources. So we're investing in the American people. Okay. So right here, we're at the white house, uh, whitehouse.gov. It says building back better, read about the build back better framework, read about the bipartisan infrastructure law, read about vaccination requirement report, read president Biden's COVID-19 action plan. Okay. I don't want to read about any of that. It sounds really boring, but it is up there. Now I'm not a big fan of how they have it set up, um, it's got President Biden sitting down on a desk and there's like a p bunch of people just surrounding him, clapping, looking down at him like, you finally did it. And they're just all praising him. It's not really a good look, but that's on the front page. It's not about people. It's not about us. You know, it's not about us. It's about who's in the White House. But it is really about us. I'm, I'm, I'm being facetious here. This, it's ridiculous that they're doing this. This is the picture. Everyone's looking at him. It should be pictures of every, of tons of people, American people, looking out to the camera, workers. Anyway, that's not the point of what I was going on this rant for. So it has on the top, administration priorities, COVID nineteen plan, briefing room, and then Espanol, and then it has a menu. Let's see what this menu says first. Okay, so I do like a few of these things here. Excellent. So it does have um, the Biden-Harris administration. Administrations. It has like bios, President Biden, First Lady, uh, the Cabinet and Executive Office of the President. So I like the organization so far. It says the Cabinet, and then it shows um, a short explanation of what that is, and then it shows all the members. This is really good. So far, so good. Snake Connected. So that that's that's something I like to see there. That's under administration, executive office of the president. Okay, then you have, yeah, executive office of the president. Every day, if it's important. Okay, then you have these different things: Council of Economic Advisors, Council on Environment Quality, Domestic Policy Council, Gender Policy Council. I mean, just. Gender Policy Council. That's that's ridiculous. 
we'll get into that in another episode. Let's just go to it real quick. Uh, and basically, this just t- this has like three paragraphs that just says. This gender policy council was established by President Biden to advance gender equality and equality in both domestic and foreign policy development. That sentence doesn't even make sense. Sorry, buddy. The GPC covers a range of issues, including economic security, health, gender-based violence, and education with a focus on gender equity and equality and particular attention to the barriers faced by women and girls. It also plays, first of all, there is no barriers. Uh, They have all the same rights as we do. It also plays an essential role in the president's efforts to advance equity in government policy for those who face discrimination. First of all, nobody faces that now and bias based on multiple factors, including members. we We already have laws in place for all this. They're trying to reinvent the wheel. But, in other words, I like how it, but I do like how it's showing all this stuff. Hold on a second. So, um, we got this. Hey, I think you'd actually be. In, I got I got a caller on the line. I think you'd be interested in hearing about this real quick if you want. Really do. Do you have a minute? Yes, I do. Okay, I'm gonna put you on. Okay, hold on. I got a live caller. Hold on, folks. Okay, I think he's gonna be good to, on this subject. I'm just going to patch my phone through. Gotcha. I'm going to get you on uh, on here real quick. Okay, this should do it. Hey, can you hear me? Hey, guy. Hold on. That should do it. Can you hear me now? Fuck it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. We got him. Okay. Hey, how are you? Hey. We got them, folks, and we're going to put them on hold one second, and we're going to come right back to them. I got to stop the. Re- I got to do a quick break, and we'll be right back to finish up this up. Okay, cool. We're back for uh, part three. Um, we have a phone guest uh, here with us to talk with us about this little subject that we've been talking about for the past about twenty minutes, but it really came to fruition, um, and and now we have a actual. Uh, source to look at while we're talking about it too because um i didn't know i wasn't sure where to go so we're gonna we're gonna play with this subject for for a few minutes here and then and, and get further into it as well um but uh thanks for joining uh dude to be on this uh outpatient podcast you know it's a little bit different than the other one but it's fun um today i'm a little more uh, a little rougher than the other days because i'm covering a lot of subjects um, from which I think I'm going to actually, I'm going to talk with you about that too. After this, this, this one that I think you'll, you'll, you'll find interesting. Uh, I'll ask you about the Selena Gomez, uh, thing that I don't know if you know about yet. So, well, it'll be news to you, which I think might actually be a better way of doing it. Um, so now I'm actually kind of bringing it to you and you're kind of being like, what's, you know, but, um, I love Selena. He loves Selena. So for this, uh, this pod is, is, uh, you know, we, we, I don't know how familiar you are with it, but we uh, basically what I do is I've been talking about it's a mental health podcast. Um, I talk about my bipolar stuff. I talk about other mental health stuff. Um, I talk about things that might help me get better mentally, um, exercises and foods to eat, things to drink, 
Um, I also express like uh, my concerns about social media, which is today's subject and um, different stuff like that. Excuse me. I have major hiccups and burps trying to keep them away, but also try to keep it light. And then I have usually some good, um, I try to give um, like good positive stuff too at the end. So today I'm, I'm digging a little deeper and giving it to um, given this newest subject is the, is I'm digging into the white house a little bit. So, yeah, I mean, what's going on here is, so I came up with this idea that's not new, but um, it's a, so, okay, so how do I kind of bring it around? Basically, what I was thinking was that presidents, anybody in the White House, anybody that has related, anybody that's that's in the public office, I believe that, um, they shouldn't be allowed on Twitter or any, they shouldn't be using that as their, 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 um, platform. Their communication method. Exactly. I to the last guy that was in the house. Who? Yeah. I don't know much, but Oh, you talking about Trump. DT. Yeah. DJT. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Oh, that guy. I totally agree. And yeah. I was thinking that, let me get you in the front of me. I was thinking that, um, they, they shouldn't do it. And they also shouldn't, uh, the reason why though, is because, because I don't believe those, for, first of all, I just don't believe, I don't think that's the function of our government. I think if you have, if you're in office, you shouldn't be using those for forms of communication. I think you should be using instead a white house app or the white house website. So I ask you first, before we get into it, and I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit, but it's okay if you don't know. I didn't know, and I still don't know if this is for sure. Do you know the official website for the federal government? Mm, no, no. Okay. The official, no, no. And mo- I mean, I would, is it, it's not, is it? I know FEMA stuff because that's my industry, but yeah, I don't think that's. I mean, it's obviously government related. I don't think it's a FEMA website though, because that's an emergency. No. Yeah, FEMA is different, but uh, I would say probably 75% of people don't know what the official site is. 95. Let's say 95. So I typed in whitehouse.gov. Yeah, I was just going to say that would be my first guess. And it is a site, and it has a lot of the things I've been talking about for the past 25 minutes. So Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if this is the official website, but I'm not sure. And um. I would like it's probably the f- official website of the White House. Probably not the f- the. G- uh, we don't know. Yeah, you got it's a tongue tongue twister right here. It's a tongue twister, and and this is also part of uh, why I was talking about it because it's important that people get official news from now. Yeah. When I say official news, I don't mean um, the news. What they're thinking. You're well, not, like what the yes. president's thinking that day. Uh, well, here's the thing. So interestingly enough. If no, I, what, well, that's separate. But I mean, um, I don't, I don't mean like news. I mean, I mean polit. I mean like, okay, here, here, let's break it down. For instance, if Joe Biden wants to say something to the American people, officially, yeah. then typically, yeah, he can, he should. This is my opinion. The thing I'm trying to, this is the thing I'm talking about. He should use the app, the official government app, or the official government website, one and the same, <coughs> where it says, excuse me. Um, Joe Biden says, and then this is what it is, yeah. and no comments they do are now, allowed on that. He, he, they, they have the podium, right? And then all the news networks are going to broadcast 
Mm. Hey, okay, they, breaking to you now, the president's speaking on the newest coronavirus update. And he's going to go into the briefing room and he's going to breathe, maybe not even the briefing room, fucking Oval Office. Mm-hmm. And he's going to stand at the podium and he's going to read off a teleprompter and here's my message to the American people. And mm-hmm. your platform of receiving mm-hmm. that information is going to be your mass medias, your news networks, your Fox, CNN, MSN, BC, ABC. And then you're going to listen to the verbiage from whoever the president is or whoever's speaking, and then you're going to get the take of that news's network. Then mm-hmm. you're going to get the opinion, or here's what what how we interpreted that. Exactly. So, so that, anyways, so that's why yeah. no, I mean that is the part that we're doing right now. So you're talking mm-hmm. about what the now is, and 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 so that's perfect because what I'm what I'm hoping for when I'm wanting to. What I'm what I'm saying on this one is that my hope is that we get this thing where, where they have their media personnel there. Like for instance, they have their the White House has their cameraman they employ. They have their um, you know audio they employ. They only take their footage. Now you can have the other media people there, but they're not going to air that on their website. The government website's going to air their footage of that. That's it. They're going to put that on there in chronological order, and it's going to be under speeches or whatever tab, and it's always going to be there. That's under the speeches tab. Now, when but no, but no, here's when president wants to tweet something, like say to the American people, "Hey, we created a new infographic about the the plan that we're going to take for COVID nineteen this year, two thousand twenty one." So he mm-hmm. wants to say that, and he wants to share the infographic right below what he says. Now that's mm-hmm. going to come in under. Um, under a tab that says, um, I don't know what it's going to say, but it's not going to be, it's going to be called something like, um, um, uh, uh, thoughts. I don't know if it's thoughts. It's going to be. Yeah. News updates. But okay. But here's the other thing for news you, updates. It's going to be called yeah. timeline instead of the the yeah. Facebook feed. It's going to be called a timeline. So if you want to see what happened in the actual at in, in government for that day, mm-hmm. you can go to mm-hmm. timeline and you can see that you can pull up that date. And it will pull up everything under that date, and you can scroll up and down. So if the president just said one thing, like a, it's not going to be a tweet, but it's like a tweet. Like he says, here's mm-hmm. the infographic, and he shares the infographic. It's going to be there under that per- period of time. It's also going to be under him, his thing, under what he sa- things he says. And it's going to be chronological. And also it's going to be under infographics for the president, for the, the whole White House. There's going to be an infographic tab, and you can choose by title or date as well. So that'll all – it'll be covered in several spots. But it's not going to have any comment abilities on it. It's not going to be. Um, it's going to be a, all has to be official. So once they put it on there, that's official. And yeah. you, there's they no. They do have something like that now, right? So uh, that's what we want to get into. Yeah, an official platform. At least I know there's an official schedule of the president's day. You, you're going to see hour by hour, half hour by half hour. I love this of what they're doing. I love the. But that. as far as the, oh, there's def, you know. So that? let's go right now. So this is what I'm on whitehouse.gov. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so what do we got? So basically, it has a picture. The picture is Biden sitting down with all the people around him clapping, looking down yeah. at him. I think it's a horrible picture. Yeah. And but probably he signed the infrastructure bill or something. That's like the. We have no context. The current. That's probably what it, the picture is from. Could be, like but a couple of weeks ago, right? Signing the infrastructure bill because that's a big accomplishment. Could I'm be. I'm sure that's what. But the, they should have the put a, They should have put that on there because not everybody knows. It doesn't say context. It doesn't. 
And that's another yeah. thing they need to start because ever because if, if it's an official site, this is where we need com- transparency the most is at our level of government. But um, so what it has on the, the here's what I do like it yeah, has it's asking a lot again, and and that shouldn't be this is this is shouldn't be asking a lot. We give the the government all our money every year. This is yeah, what yeah. The, transparency. I agree. It, yeah. So administration priorities, COVID plan, briefing room, Espanol, and then menu. Those are those are the tabs that we have right here. And I know this is kind of getting digging into stuff, but this is kind of what this one's about. But, um, you know, and, and uh, I go to administration. I like the administration tab. I went to it. If this is the official site and it says the Biden Harris administration has their pictures and their, and their names and then their bios. So th- th- mm-hmm. that's done very well. Um, oh, I bet. Yeah. It says a bio and all that. That's perfect. Um, I mean, they probably charged 400,000 to create that. <laughs> Maybe. Very good. But then they have this this priorities tab, which I really like, um, and it's saying what they're going to do: COVID nineteen, climate, racial equality, economy, healthcare, immigration, restoring America's global. Yeah, standard. I think when you get down, and and I know like we've gone a different bunch of different angles here. I, I think the transparency is there. As if if you want to find it, it may not all be in one local source. And there's so many moving parts to the government there. Like I mentioned FEMA earlier, which is like Federal Emergency Management Association or something like that. That has nothing to do with the day-to-day government, but they have, of course, that that's a, a specific sector that they only deal with emergencies. And that happens to be my my business. So that's what's familiar to me. But there's so many different entities, like a federal government trying to deal with immigration policies, federal government trying to deal with probably drug enforcement policies, federal government dealing with a homelessness problem. Like there's, you have your local, your state, and then of course your federal government employees. And there, mm-hmm. there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them doing all sorts of different things in different industries and different uh, sectors of our country to keep things moving uh, from my understanding. Yeah. There's a lot of different things. And, um, but I just, I want to, I, my whole thing is in the organization of it. I'm a big organization guy as far as like when they do make these sites and transparency. um, If they, if they have the transparency here, and they have everything covered, then um, I don't really have a problem with it because I think that's the biggest, uh, it's very important because if you don't have a one site that you can go to, also it's important for people to know if they need to say, listen, if we miss anything, or if you want to catch everything, you want to read up on everything, go to the whitehouse.gov. And um, because then you can look at everything laid out. It's not like, Hey, cause, because here's the thing. My biggest concern is I was just talking about Facebook. I was just talking about old cell phones, new cell phones and texting so that kind of got me into this because I think if you have it at a level, um, at a certain level, then I think, I think this, because they don't have comments on the website and the white house, I think I was talking about how f- Facebook got so crazy because it started off with me having like, let's say the most people in my life, most friends I had on Facebook were 100. I allowed myself yeah. 30 for, um, I love myself 30 for high school, 30 for college, 30 for my job, and 10 for my family and friends. It used to be you want as many friends as possible. Yeah, yeah. Well, I said like then no I would have anybody. 100. 
anybody. And I said, I said, if I had a hundred, then the most per- popular person had a thousand. And I said, if you have over a thousand people that you're friends with on Facebook, that's not organic or normal. That means you're there's something else going on. Yeah, and sure. and then and then and then people were racing to see who had the most friends. Exactly what you just said. So yeah, it used to be like that. I used to. I mean, everybody right. wanted as many followers to get as many touch points. People can see what you're up to. Me nowadays, wow. I want as little as possible. I've the past ten years, I've mm-hmm. noticed myself unfollowing or unfriending people that I really don't have any connection to, besides a very small digital connection where I may see uh, posts every other week that they're posting. I'm not very active in in what I post. I certainly utilize Facebook and Instagram, but I, as I've become gotten older, I've become more private. And I mm-hmm. want less people yeah. exposed to my daily interactions and what I follow and what I do. And if I do happen to post a picture once a year, I want mm-hmm. the closest people to me to see that picture uh, versus everybody. I, I think I, I want less data, less of my life on social media than maybe I used to. Yeah. I mean, me too. Me too. And I, I mean, I got off Facebook a while back and the whole thing is what I realized is that everyone's each their own. And, and, but what, I, but I guess the point, the, the points are I'm trying to make today to people are that if you are thinking about getting off of it, the reasons why I would, would be because it doesn't, um, for me, I realized it doesn't provide anything for me at all. I realized that I can reach out to my friends by my phone. I can call them with, like FaceTime like we're doing now. That's the technology that's provided. Mm-hmm. It's better than texting. I, t- I talked about texting before and dating and stuff like that and how it's ruining com- our communication. We 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 talk mm-hmm. on the phone a lot. We talk on mics. We we talk on the phone uh, on the FaceTime. So we're, I think we've gotten to the point where we're, that's not a problem for us. Um, mm-hmm. but it's uh, but but the whole Facebook thing for me and possibly some others was that um, it 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 didn't service it didn't provide anything for me because i thought to myself if i can um if i have their phone number um for one i can send them pictures through my phone we have the ability to do that we've had that for 10 years um yeah. if i don't have their phone number reach out to them get it then use it excuse me and um and anything and then anyone else that's it i mean they're out of my life anyway so so yeah you know Again, of course, always to each their own. I'm just this is my the, one of the points I'm making on today's show, and um, it came stemming from uh, that came from you know texting, and how we uh, lost a lot through texting when somebody says something and somebody else takes yeah. it the wrong way. Yeah, you can't things are taken out of context. I just saw a post yesterday on Instagram. You know, you follow these really cool Instagram pages. It's like fifth year, and it's fifth year's context of the fifth year of college, right? It's typically four years, but what happens on the fifth year? Well, it's like you, it's like a bunch of shenanigans, college, silly stuff. And there was a post and it was a, probably a young college kid. And he goes, I'll never wrap my head around what you all did before texting. How did you communicate before Weird. texting? You think about that. Like he, he we just called, it, it was, it, it, we would talk in person or you call yeah, that yeah. person. And that, that was somebody's reply was like, there really? are people alive today that do not know how to communicate without the texting. Like they don't know what life was like 
Yes. Without picking up a cell phone and messaging your mom and say, hey, what time are you coming over? It used to be a call. And then before that, you just didn't know. You set a plan and you said, hey, come over at five o'clock. And hopefully they showed up if that is what you were expecting. But now we're able to send information so fast and thoughts. And yeah. even when you and I text or me and others, I was texting my buddy in Florida earlier today. And instead of sending him one thought, I sent him four different texts. Hey, should I do this? And then another question mark. And it, it wasn't the level of communication has been reduced a little bit because you, you're not sending a full thought. You send thoughts as they come to your head. And mm. it goes, hey, what are you doing? That's one text. Do you have time to chat? That's another text. Do you want me to call you at five? That's another text. But it goes, bing, 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 bing. And it's these little bits of information as it hits our brain, we're able to send it so quickly without thinking through having a conversation. The conversation are short bullet points that one, they get redundant. And two, I, I, I do think it, it hinders communication skills. Yeah, boy, I can, when you're saying it, because, uh, because when you're having this conversation, you're even having to think about what you're going to kind of say next before yeah, it comes out yeah. of your mouth. I've noticed, I've noticed on work calls, just trying to come up with words on the fly. It's a little bit harder now because most of us communicate through email and texting yeah. I mean, email, talk about like a, a change in the way people communicate. I'm definitely a phone person and I would much rather call a customer that I'm trying to sell a product to or close a, a deal and much rather call him or her and talk through it than send an email and then get a response and then send another one and, and have five or six emails back and forth when we could have just a seven minute conversation on the phone, get through all of the things we have that we need to discuss versus 26 minutes of emailing back and forth. Mm -hmm. I think that you, you definitely lose time utilizing or, or using something like email. You lose time for sure, because it does take a, a long time to figure out an answer, or come up with a solution emailing back and forth with someone all, all of a sudden you have 13 emails back and forth it's taken two and a half hours and now you guys have a, a, an answer uh -huh. versus talking to them walking through it everybody's on the same page okay cool i'll send you the the order confirmation yeah sometimes it's much more drawn well, out than it needs to be i was just that's a great point that and also the rapport that the rapport that you don't establish because you're not able to talk with them um you're you're you're, you're going to lack that while you're um, doing the emails, um, versus, and also I think there's an added layer of stress sometimes when you do have to do all those emails. Um, because sometimes in a conversation, although it, it can be a tough conversation, um, I think because you're talking to another human, they kind of get it sometimes. And you're able to come to this like conclusion that you may not have ever come to e by just processing the data in email. So that's sort of what we're talking about today. And, um, it all kind of comes together in a, um, in a package and, um, with all this social media and we had started this before with, uh, dating as well, um, which, uh, were, were really just conversations and, and then, yeah, I mentioned, I said, if you're probably under the age of 30, 
uh, I gave a good eight year grace period, then um, you probably don't remember. First of all, Facebook was you had to have a college ID, a college email. But before Facebook, I said, if you're under the age 30, then you might not know what it's like to go to the movie theater and then have to, you know, call from a phone booth or somebody's pager or borrow a, you know, a home, a phone from the desk in order to call your parents to get a ride or whatever the case is. Um, so it was, things were much different. And, but also I was saying, I thought they were better. I thought, I honestly thought that when you had that, we talk about the first Nokia phone where you could call, you could text, but it was tougher. And I'm, I was talking about when the switch was between, because everyone, what was wrong with, we, we had Nokia phones that we could call each other. That wasn't enough. Now, obviously you can't stop technology. It was inevitable, but I was curious as to why um, we, how that texting became the primary and telephoning, phoning, talking on the phone became secondary to texting. I think the iPhone, I think the iPhone changed all that. The iPhone came, you had a screen, you had a much more digital screen. A big in front screen. Of you. Yeah. Yeah. And you could text on that Nokia phone, but you'd have to click, click, click. You'd have to to, to get to to your letters. You'd have yeah. to click a number three different times, and it was very long and drawn out. The iPhone came along. I, I don't know if that was the first true smartphone, but it well, seems we had like the it BlackBerry. Yeah, but even texting on a BlackBerry, you had your was keyboard, more difficult. Right? You did. It was much harder. But why do we want to go? Came along. Okay, but I think I might have have an idea for it. Why? But why do we you, want texting? Is what I'm saying compared to the. I don't think I don't know if we wanted it, but it was provided. Yeah. And why did it become? E- even early on in iPhones, I'm pretty sure that folks still called each other primarily, mm-hmm. and then there was an adaptation of talk, text, and data. Like it was all free and unlimited. It was like unlimited talk and text. Yeah. You know, I can talk as long as I want, and I, I remember hitting my data max 20 years ago or 15 or whatever it may be on iPhones because you had sent too many text messages. It was oh, like, wow. no, I can only call you. Like, oh, you okay. don't text me anymore. D- Big yeah, D, yeah, yeah, yeah. I dealt with that a lot. I remember he was oh. out of the, the, the amount of text he was allowed. And then unlimited things came along and everybody just sort of seemed to switch. It's been a slow burn. Yeah, I'm wondering why. Switching methods of communication or at least primary methods we all still talk i have a theory from time to time Mm -hmm. yeah what is that well my theory is that we did it because we could be more sneaky about how we communicated if we wanted to like if we were in a meeting like that's where the blackberry came in yeah Yeah. you know yeah because you couldn't talk during work at your disposal it was at your disposal you could reply to a message somebody could get without calling if you go because you, you get in trouble if you're at work and you're calling the, somebody. So you're like, let me text sure. them. Think about the beeper it was allowed, days. like you, you said. You send a little message on the beeper. Remember yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You could send a little message and then you would have to call that person right. and then talk it out. Yes. That's sort of where maybe texting started. I think that, that, yes. that sort of level uh, of, of communicating. Of like, yes. Oh, I have a beeper or a pager and somebody can buzz me and send me a little message and then I'm going to call back and talk through that. Well, I... I think over time once the iphone came around and other smartphones it was way easier and you could multitask Mm -hmm. you could almost be on a conference call or like you said in a meeting or walking in a movie theater and reply back to somebody texting aspect of it you could be watching something but also messaging some someone at the same time 
yeah, it's, it's, I mean, we've come a long it's a way. It's a ponderous question. Years. Yeah, it's a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> it's a pure Ponzi. We've come <laughs> so far. We have come far, and, and I fear it's not slowing down. I know, man. I, I, I was, uh, well, let me tell you. So we, we, I'm glad that we covered all that. Um, it, it's, uh, I wanted to ask you while we have a, a few minutes left about this um, Selena Gomez um, yeah, situation. Okay. I got five. All right. Cur- perfect. Um, where did it go? Oh. Yeah. I've only got a few minutes before it ends. Um, okay. So, well, there's a couple of things. I'll go over those later. But this one is. So she's going to, you know, and I didn't really fully read this yet, but she said Selena Gomez recently announced the launch of Wondermind, a new social media platform focused on strengthening mental health and building community. So it's a social media platform, but it's uh, focused on strengthening mental health. So obviously um, one thing that popped into my mind was like social media and that being bad for our mental health but this is actually social media directed on trying to be good for our health. So yeah. I wonder how those two can actually work together. Um, yeah. I, I, I think that certain things like removing the dislike button are going to yeah. be big. I think that yeah. the, the level of autonomy you have to communicate, you know, right now you can basically say whatever you want to say. Now certain platforms are going to flag you and say, and remind you that, Hey, per, uh, our guidelines, this comment most likely will be flagged. You're going to get in trouble or we're going to remove this comment. Mm-hmm. She's obviously dealt with a lot of people commenting on her career and how they feel about her, how they, they what they think about how, the way she looks, um, that the way she sings, mm-hmm. you know, I think social media has gotten really negative and she has experienced it firsthand. So it will be interesting for anybody to try to create a social media platform that's focused on positive vibes. Yeah. Well, well said. Um, she did have struggles and, uh, yeah, she's been through it all. I mean, she, she went off the grid for a long time. I think to get away from a lot of the negativity that just comes with being a celebrity nowadays, doesn't matter mm-hmm. really who you are or what, political spectrum you fall into i think that everybody unfortunately has been given too much rope to say whatever they want to say and it's harmful in the long run and i think younger kids are definitely experiencing that more than anybody and and you're sort of seeing it play out in society and unfortunately people that become so upset they do harm to others or to themselves you know, there's definitely a, a mental health problem in this country, and I support anybody who's trying to to fix it or at least provide some positive light to to platforms that haven't typically been that positive as of late. Yeah, definitely, definitely, and that's what um, as we wrap it up here, that's what she that's what she's trying to do. She says she lives at. Um, um, bipolar and, uh, some other stuff, uh, which is cool. Cause I'm able to kind of hopefully relate to some of that anxiety, depression, but, uh, it looks like they had a podcast, um, but this new, uh, platform, which I'm not sure how, where it's going to be or how it's going to be yet is set to launch on, uh, in February of 2022. So coming up not too long from now, 
Um, definitely I'll talk more about that in the future on future episodes just to kind of give everybody the um, the news on where to find it and, and what it is more. Uh, so you got, and, and for next episode, uh, I got some uh, about three or four more articles I didn't get to today, but um, was really happy to kind of dig into some of those things with you. So I appreciate it, buddy, coming on and um, chatting with me more. Um, if you yeah, ever want good timing. Good timing. Good timing. If you want to do it again, I, I'll, I'll have a lot more stuff. Oh, look at the time's about to run out. Thank you guys for listening out patients. Thank you so much for joining.